Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Nurse Practitioner Platform. I'm Dolores Van Borgundy, an advanced practice registered nurse, hospitalist, blogger, author, mother, health and fitness fanatic. In this podcast, I aim to answer the common and not so common questions that come up in everyday practice with evidence-based answers and input from leading experts in their respective fields. I'm also passionate about how we can all lead healthier, happier lives free of stress. For more information, you can find me or contact me at Dolores at SynergyHealthAndWellness.net or on social media at Nurse Practitioner Platform on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you all soon. Thanks. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to the Nurse Practitioner Platform. I'm Dolores Van Borgendien, Advanced Practice Registered Nurse. It's a cold day here in uh, sunny South Florida, 48 degrees. I know it's worse in other areas of the country, so we shouldn't complain. But anyway, welcome to today's podcast. If you, uh, today is actually season one, episode two, if you count episode one, my introduction as a full episode, but we're going to jump right into a really important um, uh, topic, and that is the topic of credentialing. So uh, the credentialing process is handled by uh, credentialing co- coordinators, and that can be done at uh, um the medical board, a hospital, um, a company that's going to hire you for a local uh, locum tenens position, uh, or even a prospective employer or a doctor. If you're going to do rounds at a hospital for a doctor, even in a primary care practice, you will need to be credentialed at the hospitals that you're working at. So um, effectively, what is credentialing? Uh, credentialing normally starts with an application, and that's the application that's provided to you by your employer, whoever that is. Uh, whether it's the hospital or the medical board. Um, and what happens is is that the uh, employer asks you for all of your supporting documentation and they try and fit all that supporting documentation into their application form. And then at the end of the day, that is submitted to the hospital or employer or uh, medical board um, for verification. So it's a rigorous uh, checks and balance or verification process that is carried out by a a credentialing coordinator. And there are multiple aspects to the credentialing process. As I said, initially it starts with your initial application where they will ask you to fill out a form. You'll include in there pertinent information like your name, your address, your home address, mailing address, your date of birth, um, um, and some other information uh, in that application form. Going on from there, um, you will have to provide a CV or resume. Um, In your CV or resume, the uh, number one thing that the credentialing coordinator and the hospitals or whoever the employer is that it's being submitted to, the one thing they are going to look at for is gaps in uh, chronological uh, job history. So resumes or CVs need to be in a chronological order, normally month, year, so uh, January 1st, 2019 to present. You would list your job that you're currently in right now, and then you would uh, list that job first on the list, and then you would go backwards from there. And uh, credentialing coordinators and hospitals and employers do not like to see gaps in education, um, I beg your pardon, gaps in uh, working. So if you do have a gap, and this does happen to a lot of people, you just insert um, uh, the month, year of the gap, so 04, 2017 to 10, 2017, for example, and you can put in there what you were doing. For example, if you were doing clinicals, put in there um, uh, clinical rotations, South University or the university that you went to. But make sure that you fill in or have an answer for any of those gaps. 
Um, on your CV and resume, you will also list um, your job responsibility and skills that you have. So um, uh, if you're applying for a hospitalist position, for example, you would list uh, your previous positions and what um, uh, similar experiences or uh, skills that you've had in pre previous positions that will lend to um, uh, the current job that you're applying for. So your CV needs to be in chronological order with no gaps and list your job skills and responsibilities in there. In addition to that, um, the credentialing coordinator will need copies of all your education diplomas. So um, I always advise people to um, make copies of your degrees um, or your certification before you even uh, frame them. A lot of people will get their degrees framed. Make sure that you have a really good, clear copy showing uh, what uh, educational institution you went to, the degree you obtained, and also the year that you graduated. Because your credentialing coordinator is going to go back to that school and verify that you did attend for the time that you were meant to be there and that um, your uh, degree met the standards that are required. Um, so I always tell people when I'm advising them of, about putting together their files for credentialing, start a file on your desktop, which is electronic. Have a uh, manual file or paper file that you can just grab at any given time. And then um, uh, also a file that you can put together um, to hand out to people. So copy your degrees or any of your pertinent paperwork scan those and put them into your desktop file and then make a hard copy that you can hand out to prospective employers and I'll get to that in a little bit because I think it's a really good tip for anybody who is currently looking for a job. Board certificates. You'll also need copies of any of your board certifications so I'm certified for example through ANCC. Um, I recently researched with them and what I did was I copied my ANCC certification before um, I got it reframed. Um, I uh, scanned it, have a PDF copy um, in my desktop file and I also have a hard copy file um, in my filing system at home. Uh, make sure that the certificate is clear with the expiration date. Um, uh, clearly stated because that's exactly what um, your prospective employee, uh, employer is, what, is going to want. And just a little thing, um, if you are getting ready uh, to apply for another job and your certification is coming up to expiration, as is what happened to me in um, August of this year, I was in the midst of credentialing with my current employer. Um, and when I started the credentialing process in April, uh, my ANCC certification was going to expire in August. And instead of leaving that to um, uh, the long finger, as we say, um, I went ahead and I reserted early with ANCC. And I think they reserted me in uh, June or July. And I provided a copy of that immediately to my employer because I didn't want to be wanted to be one of those things where my file was submitted to the credentialing. Um, uh, committees and they said well you're submitting it on the 21st of August and her ANCC certification is going to expire so don't you know those are little things to try and catch so it doesn't hold up or impede your credentialing process. Uh, you will also need copies of licenses and controlled substance registrations. So again, your AR, APRN uh, license for me, for example, it's with the state of Florida and also a copy of my RN license. I also have a uh, uh, DEA uh, certification, so I provided a copy of that to my employer. And any other certifications that you have, make again, make sure that you A, scan and copy to a PDF file, make a hard copy that you can put into um, a hard copy file, and then a third copy I always have so as I can present it to a future employer. 
Life support cards, you'll need to provide copies of any BLS, ACLS, ATLS, uh, TNCC, PALS, etc. certifications. Again, make sure that um, you indicate or have nice clear copies. Uh, color copies are good. That show the expiration date of any of those life support cards. Your CME certificates, you'll also need copies of your continuing educational uh, certificates for the past two years. Um, I like to use a service such as CE Broker, uh, where I can put all of my CEUs and CMEs in one place. I think the cost for that was $29.99 per year, and that's for the professional plan. It's not even the advanced. There's a basic plan, which you get for free, but the advanced plan is $29.99. I like that because they submit all of my CEUs to the state of Florida coming up upon certification or uh, renewal of my uh, license. So I think it's really well worth it. Um, any certificates of professional liability insurance that you have, uh, provide those. Um, your practice manager or uh, credentialing coordinator uh, for the company that you work for will also be able to provide copies of any liability insurance. Make a nice copy of your driver's license in color. Um, most places will want that notarized. Um, again, uh, three copies. Uh, copy number one, for uh, scan it to your PDF file. Copy number two, hard copy file in your filing system. And copy number three to hand out. Um, passport and green card and any other supporting documentation to show your eligibility to work in the U.S. That can also include a Social Security card. I'm actually Irish, but I'm a U.S. citizen, so I do always provide a copy of my um, naturalization uh, um, uh, certificate. In addition to that, I always provide a copy of my passport. A lot of places want a copy of your passport. Um, I also do provide a copy of my Social Security card to show my eligibility. And many credentialing coordinators will want two photos, passport size, write your name on the back of them, um, and attach them with your file again, uh, PDF copy, hard copy, and a hard copy to hand out. Uh, PPDs and MMRs, uh, hospitals are requiring PPD and MMR testing results with applications, and these should be no more than uh, 12 months old. Um, and last but not least, and I think this is one of the most important things, especially for um, new grads, case logs. So when I applied for my first job, I didn't realize that I needed to also provide case logs to the credentialing coordinator um, that she was going to submit to the hospitals where I was getting credentialed. And uh, my statement was, I'm a student. I just graduated. I don't have any case logs or patients. And in actual fact, for anybody getting ready to graduate, you do. All of your case logs for the patients that you've seen in clinicals, um, those case logs will um, uh, suffice for credentialing. So, for example, um, I went to South University. South University uses a system called Typhon. I was able to go into Typhon, and I was able to download all of my patient encounters for all of my clinicals. Uh, those uh, logs are very, very brief. It normally shows first name, last name, and uh, diagnosis. Um, sometimes in the hospitals, they want to see procedures as well that you have performed, um, and you can uh, try and get that information as well from the logs because most of them are in Excel or a grid format. Um, for my second job, uh, or my most recent uh, job application, uh, my previous company that I worked for, my previous employer, I did my case logs manually. So I would submit a manual case log uh, every week for the hospitals and patients that I had seen. Um, this was a bit tedious when I came to applying for my next job because I literally had to go and scan and copy four and a half years worth of patient encounters. 
I would suggest to everybody that if you are on a manual system that you um, uh, make sure that you scan and copy your case logs uh, and keep them on file protected. Um, those logs for the four and a half years uh, per hospital per month were submitted to my current employer and um, the hospitals that I was credentialed at did accept uh, those uh, logs. Um, so for anybody who's coming out as a new grad, make sure that you download your case logs from whatever system your um, school is using. For example, South University used Typhon. I'm not sure what some of the other schools, maybe somebody could uh, send me a uh, text or email or comment on this uh, um, uh, podcast. So those logs are very, very important because they do show your um, encounters with your patients. So... The last little tip that I'm going to give to everybody regarding credentialing, there's a couple of things. Number one, don't think that this is a quick process. Uh, in most, I think the minimum, and I've heard from talking to other colleagues, is approximately three to five months for the credentialing process with most um, uh, places and most uh, people uh, encountering a four-month credentialing process. And what happens is once your file is put together and it's been checked and verified, um, background checks done, et cetera, et cetera. Then that file is submitted to the boards and committees at the hospitals. And most of these teams meet once a month. So for example, your uh, um, file may be submitted to the medical board of a hospital, but it may also be submitted to the administrative board of directors of a hospital uh, from an administration point of view. So if one committee meets on the first of the month and one meets at the end of the month, um, you might not uh, be completely credentialed until the following month, um, if that makes sense. So um, if, you miss, if you miss a uh, credentialing committee meeting on the 5th of January, your file will not be commit, uh, presented to that committee until the 5th of February, so you wouldn't be, uh, obtain your privileges with the hospital until the following month. So um, the, the first piece of advice is be patient. The second piece of advice is, and this goes especially for, um, I think it goes for everybody, but new grads, I think this is a nice little tip and kind of sets you apart from the competition, especially when you're applying for your first job. As I stated, what I did was, um, or what I uh, have people do is make a hard copy of all of your uh, credentialing information. So what you can do is if you're applying for a job and you saw it on a job site such as monsterindeed.com, NP job site, make a copy of the job that, that was advertised that you applied for. And then if you got an interview for that job, just make a copy of, of the uh, uh, job information. Put a copy of your resume behind that. What I did was I actually had my resume done, and I will do a podcast on resumes, but I had my resume done and it has my picture on it. So there was no confusion when I handed over um, uh, my file to um, my prospective employer. Uh, there was a picture of me on my resume uh, with all of the information. So when they're going through all the candidates, they can put a resume to a face. In addition to that, then what I did was I attached copies of my resume, all of my educational diplomas, my board certificates, my licenses, all of my life support cards, any CME certificates, and it was really just a printout from CE Broker, copy of my driver's license, green card, and eligibility, 
Um, and I think that was it. That's all I did. And what happened was when you go into your interview and you do your interview, at the very end, you have your file with you. Make sure, of course, you have great questions. That's, again, another podcast. But you can hand over that whole entire file. I think it makes you look very professional. Um, I think I went to Office Depot and I bought maybe a 2 or a $3 uh, file cover that I was able to put everything in so it looked nice and professional with a clear um, plastic front on it. And I handed that to my employer, and um, in every instance where I've been offered a job, I think I've been either offered a job or asked, was I interested in the job on the spot? So as a new grad, I think it shows that you're professional, that you're polished, that you're interested. I think it shows that you took time out to sit down and research the position that you were going in for, and you can hand that over to your um, prospective employer. So that's the podcast on credentialing. I hope it helps everybody. If you have any questions or comments, you can get me at uh, Dolores at SynergyHealthAndWellness.net. Dolores at SynergyHealthAndWellness.net. Again, I will be changing that name once my website uh, goes up, which should hopefully be in two weeks' time. You can also get me on Facebook and Instagram at Nurse Practitioner Platform again at Nurse Practitioner Platform. So um, I'm going to do a little bonus episode after this. We're in flu season right now at the moment, and I did a little um, podcast on the flu. It'll be short and sweet, hopefully. So send me your questions and comments to that email, and hope to see you all soon. Bye.